You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Gordon here. Today is a very special day and I'm actually going to dedicate today's episode to all of the little black girls that have always wanted to be a ballerina but honestly thought that they couldn't because they didn't necessarily see themselves on the on the stage or even in the movies when they're like having ballerinas dance. Today we have Amanda Morgan with us from Pacific Northwest Ballet and she is the first black female soloist. All right, we're going to get into our intro and then once we come back, we're going to bring in Amanda. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. Good, good, good. So first of all, uh, shout out to Seattle for giving us some nice rain today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Today is actually the first day for... Um, you doing the Nutcracker, right? Yes. And we definitely don't want to hold you too long, but I want to ask you a few questions about how you became a ballerina and got your start. So for one, you're from Tacoma. Yes. Which is super dope. I didn't realize that you were from Tacoma and I read, or not even I read, I seen on the day with Trey that you ended up kind of falling in love with dance and wanting to be a ballerina after you went to your first show. So I'm originally from Tacoma, Washington, uh, from immigrant family. So uh, my mom is uh, Dominican and my dad is Puerto Rican. So there's not very many dancers at all in our family. But um, I just like my mom took me to see the Nutcracker one time when I was younger. And then I just wanted to, you know, dance ever since. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience in that day? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd seen small shows with uh, smaller local companies here in Washington, but it really was when... I saw New York City Ballet do the Nutcracker uh -huh. um, when I was nine. And I remember specifically seeing the Sugar Plum Fairy and being like, oh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, just feeling like I'm going to do it. Like, not even I want to. Like, I'm, I'm going to. Like, it's to going to it. happen. It's going to happen. Whether or not, like, anyone tells me no, or I'm just going to, I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and I was already doing ballet at the time. But I think, like, that, that scene, that of, like, just the enormous amount of, like, what ballet could be. Um, and the fact that it was a profession, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people don't realize that you can just like get paid to dance. Yeah. Um, and so when I found that out, I was like, I mean, I'm still going to do school, but like, I mean, this is, I could get paid to do <laughs> this. Of course, now. <laughs> of course I'm going to do it. So yeah, uh, got back here and just really, really, really working hard. Yeah. Um, just trying to dive into the dance, learning as much as I could. And then. Once I got to about 14 years old, I was like, okay, I need to go to a bigger school. Mm. I need to go somewhere that's like pretty prestigious and renowned. So everyone was like, well, Pacific Northwest Ballet is like really, really amazing. I'd never really like been exposed to them because I was in Tacoma. So Fair. even though it's close enough, still it's pretty still far. It's still not that close. Yeah, it's still pretty far. <laughs> At least so. not in a convenient way. Yeah. So I didn't really get to see them until um, I had a friend that was already in the school and she was like, you should come audition. So I auditioned and I got in on a full scholarship. Wow. Um, so I was like, my parents didn't need any convincing. They were just like, all right, you know, I guess let's maybe do let's, let's do it, um, which was wonderful. Um, yeah. And then I just I joined the school in 2011, I believe it was, uh, went through level seven, level eight. And then I got invited to be. So there's different levels in the school. So you have levels like one through eight uh -huh. is like the professional school or the school that um, 
PNB has. And then they have like creative movement and things before, but it's really like levels one through eight, you learn different things as you go along. Since I came when I was a little bit older, I mm-hmm. went to level seven already. Gotcha. And then I went to level eight. And then after that, they pick like two to three, sometimes four students to be in the professional division. Mm-hmm. And so I was picked out of my class. And I was one of the three students to be picked for that. Oh. Um, and then once you're in the professional division, you're with people from all around the world, yeah. pretty much. So I had friends that were like from the complete other side of the country, from a different country. Like it was. It's like those those movies. Like I don't remember what movie it was that I seen, but you end up having all of these kids and adults coming to this one school from yes. just all over the world, all over the country. And it's yes. like a huge experience. And then like when you finally see everyone on stage, it's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like dope. Yeah. So like we there's like so many different people, like students from all over. And so that's when the competition like it definitely intensifies because you're all fighting to just get the one or that two one contracts yeah. that are available. And there's like 40 of us. And so I, you know, was doing that. I already was from here, which I was really fortunate to not have to go anywhere else. I think yeah. a lot of people they have to travel across the country and go live somewhere elsewhere from their family. Yeah. Luckily I got to be pretty close by. Um, but yeah, so I broke my foot actually. Okay, now, <laughs> now, 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 I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> yeah, so I was doing what we would call a double soda bus where you okay. jump in the air and you go around twice in a jump. Kind of uh-huh. like, you know, when you see the figure skaters go up, yeah. they go on ice. It's like doing that, but without any ice and without any skates. Okay. And you're a supposed little less to land. dangerous. At least it's supposed it's to be. A, it's pretty dangerous. <laughs> usually, I would say ballerinas don't tend to do that step really? as much. It's usually more the flat dancers of the men that do that step. Gotcha. But I was being a little bit of a show off and I was very confident back then. <laughs> and I went for it and I was able to do them back then. But I went for it and then I fell and broke my foot. And uh, that week was when uh, my director, Peter Bull, was kind of like letting people know if they're going to get hired or not or if he's he's kind of deciding. And so I showed up the next week with a big red cast up to my knee. You're like, I'm still coming, though. (laughs) Yeah, like I was like, I can't dance. I honestly thought I was like, I this might be the end for me, like because a lot of times when you get injured, it's I mean, you miss an opportunity like, you know, like that's a really important time to kind of be seen. Um, and he took a chance on me and told me that uh, he was still going to save an apprentice contract for me over people that weren't even injured. So many people. So I was like, <gasps> and on top of all of that, like, I think hearing that with and knowing that there hadn't been a black woman, you know, in this company for like at least 30 years, yeah. at least since the 90s, 80s. So I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is like huge. Like this is opening the door because like Literally there were legendary. black men in this company, you know, Time and time again, but like to see a black woman, like a a ballerina because of like, you know, the standards of like what it means to be feminine, what like there's so many things that ballet upholds in that. Um, And as black women, I think we tend to be um, seen as masculine. Sometimes we're seen as harder. We are not able to be soft and fragile when we are soft and fragile and tender and all those things. In in addition to straight and strong and all of these things, you know, we're multifaceted. So I think just, yeah, like opening that was like, okay. It's happening. And then it was hard. <laughs> you know, it was hard because I was the only, you know, black woman in and the company. Was there was ask, no one know, to like, see. Did you and shoot, not even did you, have you gotten used to being the only black woman typically in the room? 
I think when I was younger, yeah, because but I think you don't notice that you're the only one until uh-huh. it becomes more of a competition thing. Gotcha. And then you start noticing, oh, like, why are things harder for me? Yeah. Why are people expecting me to be like excellent at something, whereas other people can be average. mediocre? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just said it, <laughs> you know, and it's like it's the reality. <laughs> the you know, I think, you know, as black people, we have to be excellent at everything we do. Um, when you're the only one because you're not just representing yourself, you're representing your whole community. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I mean, I had that enormous pressure on me when I joined the company and I was only 19 years old, you know, dealing with all of that while also trying to figure out like, how do yeah. I like navigate being a professional ballet dancer? Cause I mean, I'm brand new to this. Um, and I think I navigated it pretty well because I had people in the company that were looking out for me that were older. So mm-hmm. one person in particular, Carl Cruz, he was Afro-Cuban so still black, but like he um, really mentored me as along with his wife, Lindsay Deck. They're both principal dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few other dancers that just really like took me under their reign and was like, you know, like you have to just like, like kind of separate yourself from all of that and just focus on the dance yeah. and just work really hard. Because at the end of the day, like if you do that, you're going to get to where you need to go because we all see it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was really the push I needed. Um and I think when you are the only one, it does make you kind of like it gives you this perspective of like, OK, well, like, how do I not become the only one? Yeah. Like, how, how do I, can I bring more people yeah. in? Um, so once once the protests happened, specifically when George Floyd was murdered, um, just the reaction from ballet in general was like there wasn't a lot of reaction. Mm-hmm. And that really angered me because I was like, I'm over here like putting my body like on the line, like literally working, you know, for the, this company. And they're not even saying anything about it. It's like, what are all these young black little black boys and black girls going to like? What are they going to think? Well, it's like, like what are they going to think? Like, yeah, they need well, to know that they're supported. Well, that and the fact that a lot of times, you know, black people don't even feel welcome coming to the ballet. It's like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be here to even exactly. sit in the audience, let alone you guys not even say anything when something this big is happening. Exactly. Yes. Like all of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely I brought it up with my artistic director or executive director. I yelled a little bit. But, you know, I will say they listened. They really listened. Um, there are sometimes uncomfortable conversations, but I think like that stuff needs to happen in order for yeah. change to happen. And so, you know, there was a there was just so much that happened in Seattle, you know, when the protests happened. But um, I mean, once we are slowly coming back into ballet because we weren't able to dance during all of that you know we weren't able to even be in studios all together as a company we were in pods for like like four just four of us so were you like wow um and so sometimes i just like i wouldn't even go i would be like you know i'm not really wanting to go into work like i'm gonna go protest because i'm like this just feels more important to me right now um especially like when there's just so much going on but I think at a certain moment, I was like, okay, like, how can I still be an activist in the arts? Yeah. Like, what can I do, like, in my position to, like, amplify that? And I think by me speaking up, um, by people listening, by people, like, taking a chance, like, now our company is, like, so diverse, which is, I never thought it would turn like that so quickly. I think it was at about 45 or 50% diverse now. Yeah. Which is like insane, because if you saw like what our company was before, you would be like, oh, it's like all lily white <laughs> and like and, maybe like two people of color. And if I'm not mistaken, I read that uh, P&B recently brought on their first non-binary dancers. Yeah, they have they have uh, two non-binary dancers who are incredible. I like work with them a lot, like choreographing with them. Um, but yeah, like there's I just think we're 
PNB in particular is like very much looking at dance in a way of like, okay, but like, how are we evolving? Like, where mm-hmm. is dance evolving to that? It really is inclusive to everyone. Yeah. Not just every type of color, every type of uh, gender identity, every type of sexuality, like even like accessibility and like, like things like that. Um, I'm starting to see that happen more so here, which I feel really grateful to be in a company that is doing that because if it wasn't, I don't think I would be able to succeed as much as I have. True. Um, Do you feel that they would have still gotten to this point without all of the protests in 2020? Or do you no. feel like that's what actually needed to happen? I think that all needed. I think that all really did shift. It was a big shift for a lot of organizations because not only are you because you're like realizing like all these real world world issues, it's like ballet, like we tend to make everything to a fantasy type of thing trying Mm -hmm. to deflect from that but that's not what ballet just is that's not what dance just is we also can use that to really amplify what is going on right now and how can we connect to that how can people see themselves in that and it was more evident than ever when all of that was happening the pandemic the protests like all of that that ballet was behind in like feeling that it could relate to humanity in Mm -hmm. that way humans didn't want to go see a story about a weak little, you know, it didn't woman matter trying at that to find moment. love when, yeah. you know, people are dying, you know? Um, and so, and I'm not saying that ballet needs to be everyone dying all the time, but just having that steady balance of like yeah. really being able to reflect what we see in the world while also like imagining what it can be mm-hmm. and like how to, yeah, like just be creative in that sense of like visualizing, I don't know, like more of a fantasy which I think is also good because you don't always want to be down all the time either. And that's the great thing that art can do. It can do both. Now, curious, what what would you say to like younger girls that are from Tacoma like yourself and they want to dance? Like what would be some warnings that you would give them in terms of, yes, dance, yes, do your best. But this is what you're definitely going to have to deal with while you're here. Yeah, I mean, I would say in general, like so for me, when I was going to Pacific Northwest Ballet School and I'm from Tacoma. I still went to normal high school, mm-hmm. went to Curtis High School and had to go to high school at 630 in the morning. Wow. Starting at 630 in the morning, I would wake up at like 530 in the morning to make it to school because I lived in Tacoma. And then I would leave high school at one o'clock and take three city buses to get to here every day. Wow. Pretty much. And then I would take the city bus back to Tacoma af- at late at night after that whole you know, day of school and of like ballet classes. And a lot of kids have to do that. Um, It is like very much a sacrifice when you know that you want to be a professional ballet dancer or a ballet dancer in general. Like it's just, it's a lot of discipline. And that's why when you talk to a lot of ballet dancers, you'll be like, wow, they're like so smart. They're so disciplined. They're very on top of it. Cause you kind of have to be like, there's just so much you're cramming into a day. Um, So I would say, yeah, like that is something to keep in mind, but also like, I think being mindful of just like enjoying certain present moments more. Like I think I, one thing I'm really fortunate about, I was happy I went to normal high school still Mm. because I had like these connections and these friends like that. um, I mean, I still am friends with a couple of them still to this day. Um, And we made great memories, even though I was also like exhausted, (laughs) you know, and had to go to ballet class. But sometimes when you just like, some people will just go to like school online and just be alone and do that. And then just do ballet. But I just feel like it's always good to have a healthy balance of like remembering where you're from. Some normality. Um, Yes. Yeah. Having that normality in a a bit too, because also that does like go into, that goes into like what, how you dance on stage that Mm -hmm. goes into being able to relate to audiences. Um, I feel like when I'm on stage, like, 
when people are seeing me dance, they really are seeing like who I am as a person. I'm not putting on a, a false yeah. pretense or any of that. Like I'm just kind of, I'm like very much being vulnerable in that sense. You know, it's funny. I actually wrote in my notes that you are vulnerable in general. Like I'll go on, I went on your Instagram <laughs> and I seen like a post where you were talking about how uh, the photo of you where you're like on your point and you're like your leg is up and you're like this is my favorite photo of me you know I'm able to yeah. have my natural hair out I'm able to wear my tights or not wear tights but the tights that I wear they can be like the actual yeah. my skin tone I can wear points that are my skin tone can you tell me about like coming into yourself as a ballerina even though you weren't able to possibly do that for a little bit yeah I mean I think it's just been really refreshing because I've gotten to this point now where I've been promoted um accomplish something that like no one that looks like me has done yet. Um, and I'm able to also really just like be myself in that. Um, not like, I think in a lot of other companies, black women are not able to do that. Mm -hmm. they still have to be acting a certain way and dressing a certain way. They have to you put know, on a like, certain face when they come still to are work. Stereotyped into what roles you get casted as. Yeah. And, I mean, that happens to everyone. Um, but I think it happens more so to black women than anyone else. Um, and I've, it's definitely happened to me, but I, I don't know. I've just found this like level of like, I can be very transparent and honest about how I'm feeling. Um, especially with the people I work with and the people that are at the front of the room, mm -hmm. which is not a normalized thing in ballet, uh, culture, but it needs to be because I like in general, when you are able to communicate more and like say what you want and kind of just collaborate in that way, like the art will just be better. Yeah. Like everything will just be better in my opinion. That's just like how I see it. I feel like if you're not necessarily, you know, being honest with yourself at work and in your art, I feel like you would be able to see it on stage. Yes. Like you, I feel like you would be probably can. tense on stage because you're not relaxed and maybe you're feeling away about something. It is so true. It is so true. And like, so when you like see dancers, like you can tell like when you're just so incredibly happy to be yeah. on stage. Like that's why like for the most part, whenever I'm on stage, unless I'm in pain, but I'm still good at acting in that sense. But like, I'm just so happy because at the end of the day, it is about the audience. Like as much as it is for us, like, and it feels great. Like it is about that exchange between the audience yeah. and the performer, because I, I find that to be like the most sacred of experiences. And like, I don't know, I just see the theater and the stage is like a very sacred place. Yeah. There's a lot that can happen there. It's a lot of energy that gets exchanged, yeah. you know, it's like, I think the crowd is feeding off of your energy and what you're putting out and your emotions. But then you're also feeding off of the the claps and the, yes. and the tears and Literally the laughs that, that yeah. you know, like it, it's literally a full on energy exchange that's happening between you and us in that moment. Um, really quick, because I know that you have to get ready to get out of here soon. But how does it feel to have one performed on the stage that you first saw the Nutcracker? to now also have said that you wanted to be the Sugar Plum Perry and literally be doing it in your city now. Yeah. So I saw the Nutcracker in New York. Yes. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I'd seen PMB's Nutcracker probably a little bit later when I was older, but I mean, just knowing that I am dancing on that stage, every single time I go in that theater, it's a very crazy experience because I get all these little flashbacks to when I like first, I think the first time I ever danced on that stage, it was like Snow White or wow. like a family matinee. And I was like a level seven. And our principal dancer, Elle Macy, was doing Snow White at the time, like who like was a student. So it's yeah. like very long time ago. But I just like think about that time where I like went on the stage and no one was there. It was dark. And I just like looked up and I was like, wow, this is huge. Like the stage is huge. And like it, we all just like are so fortunate to be able to like be 
dancing in a place like this. Like even when we we went on tour to New York this past summer mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the stage there is incredible. I mean, everything there is incredible. Um, there's a lot of history there, but it's smaller than our stage. Really? Even, even in New York. Yes. And I, I don't know. I was just like, wow, like something as like, like New York City Ballet that has like so many dancers, like they're crammed in some of these spaces, like with so many people. And like we get all this space and we don't always use it. Like I'm like, like I'm like, we have so many resources. We have everything needed to just like be a really great ballet company. Yeah. And I think we're doing that. But like there's always, you know, there's always moments where we can be better. And I'm like, I'm loving seeing that everyone wants that and wants to be better and wants to kind of like just include more and more people like in in this ballet community. I love it. Now, speaking of including more people, you have the Seattle Project. Yes. You started that in 2019. Can you tell us a little bit more about it and how people could also be involved if they wanted to? Yeah. So the two goals pretty much for my Seattle Project, which I decided to create like. Mostly like a lot of it was because I wasn't being used enough. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not dancing enough. Like, what am I doing? Like, so then I was like, I already was kind of choreographing a little bit pretty young still. Um, But I was like, wow, that's like another way to really be involved with dance and amplify other dancers. Like when you tell them, when you give them moves, when you give them narratives to kind of act out like that is like it's like one of my biggest loves, honestly. Um, But yeah, the two main goals are to make the arts accessible. So that's like being able to see the arts and dance in particular, not just in expensive theaters where you have to pay money Mm -hmm. um you can see them in smaller theaters you can see it in public parks Mm -hmm. see it in museums things like that dancing at Jimi hendrix yes yes so we are doing that that's like kind of our aim is to have shows not only in theaters but also having um dance on film so whether that's like small movie theaters that you can see dance on film and also like you know access it in that way um seeing dance obviously like in parks uh even just when you're picnicking out with your family yeah. and you're just you know seeing dance like that's like see. it's just like just like kind of like knowing that like this like type this art form belongs to everyone yeah and anyone that wants to partake in it um and you should be able to see yourself in that so um another main goal of mine is to really amplify like lgbtq plus and bipoc artists um whether that's like them creating work um or like being in the work I think that's just like the more we diversify that. Um, I mean, the art can only get better again. True. Um, so those are kind of the two main things. Uh, next year, I'll be having my first ever full length uh, work I ever make, which I've never done nice. before. <laughs> um, are you excited? Yeah, I'm hoping to have only Black Femmes be a part of it. I'll be working with a painter um, to be making pieces based off of what I make um, in live performance. So it'll kind of be a mixture of painting a uh, live dance and dance on film as well oh all at northwest film forum which will be happening in may um, i'm gonna have to definitely come to that yeah. i've gone to like um i haven't gone to the northwest one but i went to langston hughes's uh film thing, langston and it hughes was is so cool super dope that's and another I'm like, place oh, we're eventually go. hoping to present work at um but yeah, so I mean, it's hard though, because, you know, I also have a full time job as, yeah. you know, a professional ballet dancer. So it's like figuring out how to balance that. Um, and I think now that I'm a soloist, I have a little bit more time. I also do college at Seattle University. So wow. I'm a very booked girl. Booked <laughs> and busy. It's nice. I think it's all going to pay off like eventually, because I, what I do want to do eventually is like be in a position of power, like something where I can kind of like, create opportunities for other artists to dance whether that's having my own company or you know 
helping with a nonprofit. I don't know yeah. what it will be, but I definitely want to do that type of work. So. A world of wonder awaits at Pacific Northwest Ballet's The Nutcracker. Treat your loved ones to the Northwest's favorite holiday tradition at Seattle Center's McCall Hall. Tickets start at $27. Visit pnb.org. Well, before I let you go, we have to do six randoms with Besa. Okay, fine. So, number one, how do you relax after a long season? How do I relax after a long season? Lately, I haven't relaxed after a long season. <laughs> no time to relax. I always go on like a vacation, but it's like something that's like a very sporadic and like I'm doing a lot. But I mean, one thing I really love, I love watching like period piece dramas uh-huh. or like movies and just like having a nice cup of tea or coffee Come and just like, wa- like getting really into it. <laughs> do you have a favorite brand of tea? Favorite brand of tea? Oh, that's hard. I don't know if I do, honestly. I like yogi teas because they have the little, um, they have quotes they have on really them. Quotes. Yeah, they do have really good And then quotes. they have like so many different flavors. And I'm like, I wonder if this detox really works. Honestly, <laughs> I, it might. They I have, have no like idea. a skin detox one. I'm like, <laughs> let's see if this works. <laughs> Why not? Um, okay, number uh, two. What is one misconception of being a ballerina? Uh, that is easy. <laughs> Probably that one. First and foremost, like people are like, oh, you just dance on your toes. Like, that's so nice. Like, Or like also that like it's not a job. Yeah. I think in general, when we think about the arts, people think it's a hobby and not a job. And it's very much so a job just as much as anything else. So and and just as important, too. I think people need the arts. So. What is your favorite locally owned restaurant? Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> you can give me like three. Okay, well, at one point it was Kadai McCann, but they just like shut down. It's in Capitol Hill. I okay. loved Kadai McCann. I haven't been there. Or it's I say, like I a never Cambodian went. street food, or like either Cambodian or Malaysian. Either way, it was so so good. Um, ooh, that's hard. I really like Seattle Fish Guys. Haven't been there yet. Where's it's that a at? poke place in Central or like near Central District? Kind okay, of. really good. Um. Okay, honestly, I'm just going to go with Dino's. That's like one of my places. Okay. I always go to Dino's. I live right there. So like, Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> um, okay, are you going to see Black Panther 2 if you haven't? I already saw it. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I, I mean, I just, yeah, I was crying. It was wonderful. Everyone go see it if you haven't. I was like, this is so for the culture. Loved it. I'm like also Afro-Latina. So it was like, just, it really just got it. It was a vibe. It was, it was, I was like, yes. It was everything you needed in life and some. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so what is one ballet that you have not done yet that you want to do? I haven't done yet. Oh, there's a lot. I think there's, I mean, I haven't done this part. I would always want to do like Quitri and a Don Quixote, like something more like Spanish inspired because I'm like Dominican and Puerto Rican. But honestly, like something i just want to do something like outrageous mm. just like outrageous like wacky like no one's ever seen something like that before that's those are the types of things i want to do okay you might have to write it though that would be i might dope. i probably will do something like that eventually that would be dope. <laughs> um okay what would you tell yourself that first day that you went to go see the nutcracker hmm 
follow your intuition, you're right. You're going to do it. Because I'm going to be the Sugar Pump Fair this year. That's going to be my first ever time doing it is this year. Do you realize you manifested that? Yeah, I believe in manifestation. I do. <laughs> I like, actually really do in this weird way. I always like cackle when people are like, I tried to manifest, but it didn't work. And I'm like, you can't manifest without putting the work behind it. No, it yeah, work you have way. to do both. You can't just make a wish and think that a genie's just going to. No, like- you just got to like keep <laughs> you're working towards this stuff. But like, if you believe that you can do it, I really do think that it's meant to like it will happen unless there's something better that comes along and you're like oh like I thought for me like I was like oh I'm gonna do all this like so young but then I was like oh like if I did that I would have not been able to do like all these other things at PMB yeah like I would have never even known that I like to choreograph you know like all of these things so I truly I I don't know I think everything happens for a reason at least in my life so pretty grateful (laughs) (laughs) that's right okay and last one if you have the option Will you stay on Earth or are you going to go to Mars? Oh, I've talked about this with my boyfriend. He's like really <laughs> obsessed with space. And I was like, no, I'm not going to Mars <laughs> because I've already not seen enough on Earth. Like the Earth is like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, there's just so many beautiful things here. How am I going to go all the way to another planet if I haven't even seen like everything here? For yeah, us? we haven't even gotten all the way to the bottom of the ocean yet. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, I don't I don't need to go there. Though. <laughs> I don't need to go there. <laughs> not that curious no 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 okay so one i want to thank you so much for coming i'm so proud of everything that you're doing you are literally i know that it's a lot of weight to be like oh my god i'm like the like i'm the first black or whatever but it was given to you for a reason you know what i mean like everyone gets like it's like some kind of weight put on them for a reason so proud of you keep killing it keep being an activist and being a voice i saw you check the heck out of the seattle times and i loved every second of reading that paragraph (laughs) you know they updated the title oh i know i told them to (laughs) (laughs) okay real quick amanda what's next for you outside of the nutcracker which today we're recording this on a friday so that is when the nutcracker starts at uh, mccall hall so you guys got to get your tickets for that well the nutcracker will be in my life until december 27th (laughs) <laughs> um, but which I'm excited about. But after that, uh, I'm going to New York for New Year's. Nice. I'm excited to spend time with some family and finally see the ball drop. Never done that before. I love it. Yeah. Well, shoot. I want to thank you so much for coming down to iHeart. I know it's real nasty outside. You know, we're all probably still a little lethargic from yesterday's Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming down. This was an amazing interview. And hopefully, you know, you were able to spark an entrance in another little black or brown girl that wants to also be a ballerina. Awesome because obviously you're doing it you know destiny's doing it and more are doing it so it's possible now <laughs> thank you thank of you course. for having me <laughs> all right you guys that is it for today's episode of rewind with besa of course until next time i want you to have an amazing rest of your day and as usual keep that energy high Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.